The following program deals with military and veteran issues. All comments and opinions expressed on this show are those who made them. They do not reflect the opinions of the Church of Satan or Radio Free Satan. So on with the show. Welcome to the official Infernal Legion podcast. I am your host, Reverend Jeff Bowling, commander of the Infernal Legion, and today is Veterans Day, year 58, Anno Satanus, which means sixth year anniversary of the founding of the Infernal Legion. And we are going to celebrate in style. With me, as always, is my lovable and furry co-host, the VSO of the Infernal Legion, and a man who has hopped up on pain pills and still recovering from shoulder surgery, Reverend Dwayne Burns. Dwayne, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing about as good as I can be. Well, I'm waiting to get into the uh, PT for the shoulder. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it sucked. I've sat here a week, and I just, I can't lay right. I can't do nothing. It just hurts. So they did a full shoulder replacement, yeah? Yeah, left side. Go ahead and talk, and I'm going to find this real quick. All right, well, joining us is the vice commander of the Infernal Legion, Warlock Rick Kohlmeyer, is with us today. Rick, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. Alive and kicking. Good to hear, man. And, of course, banging around in the background, I'm sure you can all hear him, <laughs> is the eccentric and charismatic Satanist Raul Atondo, the director of special activities for the Infernal Legion. Raul, how are you, brother? Muchas gracias. I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. Muchas gracias. All right, guys, it's yeah. Veterans Day. Yeah. Let's go around, man, and uh, what are you guys' plans for Veterans Day? What are you doing? Recovering. Honestly, really recovering. <laughs> yeah, there's not much you can do right now, and I understand that. But it's good that you got the, the surgery done and you're on your way to being better. That's good news, man. Yes. Good news. What about you, Rick? What are you doing? I say I have no big plans. Um, you know, hang out with my daughter, <clears throat> probably do some reading and some writing, nothing too crazy. Right on. Raul, you got anything going on for Veterans Day? Um, In the morning? I might be in the parade and um, at 3.30 here in uh, Somerton, Arizona, <clears throat> I'm going to be performing a cumbia solo and duet with my uh, lovely dance partner, Maria, and it will be at, at Somerton, the Corn Fest. Yeah, the Corn Summerton. Fest. <laughs> Maize. Corn. Maize. <laughs> I got a parade uh, in the morning uh, in a ceremony at the Veterans Memorial Park. And then in the evening, as I was informing the guys before this, I'm running lights for a high school musical production of Les Miserables. That's adorable. So if I don't make it back to the next podcast, just know that I hung myself in the spot room. <laughs> Do it for Jean Valjean. It's all right. It's going to be a good Veterans Day, I think. Yeah, it's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a chill one for me. It's uh, actually my. Uh, year to get my daughter for that holiday so probably just hanging out with her maybe see if i can squeeze some roller skating or something with her this weekend have you ever done let me ask you rick and and Dwayne, both of you i know are, are fellow parents have you ever taken your kids to like a, a veterans memorial park or or uh display or anything like that and kind of explain to them why the day is so important to you i've taken all my daughters to several different parks in fact we have one up the street from where i'm currently staying where they actually have a big, large tank sitting up in front of the uh, park over off Harrison Avenue here in Cincinnati, Ohio. For the life of me, the name of the park is escaping me right now. Love brain injuries, but I've always wanted to take them 
to D.C. to see a lot of the memorials and stuff we have here. Memorials I got to see and stuff when I was a kid, uh, when my folks, when we were living out in the D.C. area and stuff like that when I was younger. And I definitely explained to them the importance and the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. You know, right. because, uh, you know, obviously my children would come to me younger and they'd say happy Memorial Day. And I'm like, nope, let's correct this right now. Let's <laughs> yeah, like, fucking first, say that. <laughs> it's like, first of all, it's not happy, my young child. And, you know, but yeah, I, I work hard to make sure my kids because uh, understand because I, you know, grew up in the military, served in the military. Yeah. You know, and I doubt that any of my three are going to carry it on. I, t- I took my daughter when she was younger to uh, a couple of veterans things. I, I obviously didn't set in until she got older and could understand. And obviously she's not going to carry on the tradition. It always felt good. Like, hey, this is a very important part of my life. I want to share it with you and explain why it's so important. You know, it, we talk all the time about the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. But I think that even though we celebrate Veterans Day, we're always thinking of the memorial of those who have fallen. Even on our day of celebration, we're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta take a minute and pause and, and remember those guys. So yeah, it's, it's a weird kind of in between. Dwayne, did you ever take your kids to like any veterans memorial stuff or anything? Yep, I sure have. Yeah, what it is, is is my, my kids are, at the time of me doing that, they were young and not understanding of what's going on. So you did what you could while you could keep their, keep their, uh, attention going. And, and then otherwise, you know, it's just looking at everything and wow, you know. Yeah. It's gotta love Raul, man. Opening trash bags and punching himself right in front of the microphone. <laughs> Oddly enough, the name of the park the name of the park I couldn't remember. Veterans Park. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's usually something simple like that too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you got to love those uh, traumatic brain injuries. Yeah, there's just veterans. They got to keep it's it pretty on the nose. They got to keep it simple for us because we do have the Marines to remember. So. Oh yes. Oh yes. Thank you for reminding me, Rick. Happy belated 248th birthday to the United States Marine Corps. Our windows are freshly cleaned. Our crayons are piping hot right out of the box. As I say, fresh crayons, red crayons for all to eat. But no, seriously. Happy Happy birthday to the Marine Corps and uh, hail the Devil Dogs and simplify and all that. Oorah bullshit that they uh, throw around all the time. We need to get a Marine on this show. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, as far as I've been able to get into here, Jeff, it's a uh, reverse shoulder replacement. I wanted to try to be cool and say the big technical term for it. I can't, <laughs> I can't fucking find it. But it's so, a reverse shoulder replacement. So what, did they, they just pull out all the bone and put in some metal, or what did they use? They used uh, titanium. Okay. I'm getting two titanium knees here soon, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. Some people may not have been here to hear, but to understand what I did is there's you've got your ball joint, and you've got the cover of the ball, and I totally smashed the the ball in there in like excuse me five or seven places reverse Man. arthroplasty thank you reverse arthroplasty yeah <laughs> yeah whatever the drugged guy said <laughs> so but you're starting physical therapy next week right yeah I thought I would have started it by now but 
Hey, we get older, man. Recovery time takes a lot, a lot more out of us. Well, they they they, they gave me a nerve block the uh, the first day, so I had a nerve block for three days, which was nice. Isn't that great? Love that. Yeah. Well, I first at first I didn't understand it because I couldn't lift my fucking arm. I'm like, dude, my arm weighs like a hundred pounds. He goes, I just yeah. had surgery. Why can't I lift my arm? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is prior to going in that we were talking oh, about. Oh, so they do it okay. before. Gotcha. Is, it, is the nerve block working? He goes, well, how's your arm feel? Try to lift it. Weighs about 100 pounds. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave me one of those when they replaced half my knee, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Love well, that throughout thing. the episode, folks, you're going to be hearing submissions from our fellow Legionnaires and our honorary Legionnaires, including Magister Templi Rex Blanche Barton and Magus Peter H. Gilmore. We've also got a slew of commercials for Radio Free Satan and all of our sponsors for the show, which we uh, gladly appreciate. And if you are interested in cashing in your veteran status for a few 10% off cheeseburgers, head on over to va.gov and go to the news section, and they have a list of all the national chains that are offering discounts for Veterans Day. And Hell yeah. this episode is brought to you you by Duffel Blog. Read in the Pentagon and around the world, since 2012, Duffel Blog has been the most trusted news source for the American military. Duffel Blog is the first and only satire newsletter devoted to the United States military community. Visit duffelblog.com for more information. I, I do want to talk about that for a minute. Let's jump into that for just a second. I've never felt any kind of negative way towards taking advantage of a veteran's discount. However, the sense of entitlement that some veterans have concerning businesses who don't offer discounts is fucking annoying. Yep. You're talking Come about on. the guys who show up at the VA wearing their U.S. Marine pants and underwear and shirt and cap. and <laughs> Right. <laughs> they want the whole world to know and bow yeah. down. <laughs> and they, all, they always say stupid shit, shining up their good guy badge, you know, on social media. They're yeah. like, I went in to get my oil changed at, you know, Quick Lube, and they didn't give me a 10% veterans discount. Not that that, not that they have to, but I think it'd be nice if they did that. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my biggest problem with any of that is like, I, I very rarely make a big, a a scene or a deal out of being a veteran. Um, Yes, I will occasionally pop into a restaurant and take advantage of their freaking special. My biggest complaint is, like, say you go to TGI Fridays, we get to choose from a very select menu of shit. Yeah. And that's, that's all it is, is shit. And it's like, oh, you guys gave me bar appetizers at a discounted <laughs> right. rate, you, you cheap son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, great. I got boneless wings for two ninety nine. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got pieces, I got chicken nuggets. Boneless wings? <laughs> Mine are meatless. <laughs> you get the vegan option for your menu yeah. <laughs> better <to say. laughs> yeah no I definitely hate the guys that like to carry on about and, and I've been behind people in stores that are do you offer a veteran's discount no sir we don't know that well why the hell not right um, they, because they don't jackass pay and move on Just don't. Right. Yeah. and to be honest if you really wanted to like, like I said I, I appreciate the discounts where they do exist doesn't bother me if a company doesn't offer a discount. But if you really want to thank a veteran for the service, a topic we'll come back to later in the in the episode. Uh, you know, vote for the right people, pass laws that help veterans. You know, who are uh, having medical issues or mental issues or physical issues, housing issues. 
you know, do the real shit for veterans because your boneless wings aren't that good. Nope. Pay attention to what groups you give your money to because not all of them are as legit as the television makes you think they are. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think the last three episodes we have covered a different aspect of a of some kind of scam involving <laughs> veterans groups. So definitely keep an eye out. Look, go to the VA. It's real easy to look on the VA site and see who are approved groups that you can donate to and things like that. This episode is brought to you by the Warlock Emporium. The Warlock Emporium is creating bespoke items for the chosen few. The Warlock Emporium is the only authorized seller of items bearing the Warlock Sigil, created by Magister Dr. Robert Johnson, author of The Satanic Warlock. The Warlock Emporium is now offering a 15% military discount. Visit thewarlockemporium.com for more information. So before we jump into some of these uh, Legionnaire submissions, let's talk about the history of Veterans Day real quick. And then I'm going to turn it to you guys, and I want to ask you guys a very important question that we ask every year. But before we get into that, in 1921, an unknown World War I American soldier was buried in Arlington National Cemetery. This site on a hillside overlooking the Potomac River and the city of Washington, D.C., became the focal point of reverence for America's veterans. Similar ceremonies occurred earlier in England and France, where an unknown soldier was buried in each nation's highest place of honor. These memorial gestures all took place on November 11, giving universal recognition to the celebrated ending of World War I fighting at 11 a.m. November 11, 1918, or the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The day became known as Armistice Day. Armistice Day officially received its name in America in 1926 through a congressional resolution. It became a national holiday 12 years later by similar congressional action. If the idealistic hope had been realized that World War I was in fact the war to end all wars, November 11th might still be called Armistice Day. But only a few years after the holiday was proclaimed, war broke out in Europe. Sixteen and one-half million Americans took part. 407,000 of them died in service, more than 292,000 in battle. The first celebration using the term Veterans Day occurred in Birmingham, Alabama in 1947. <laughs> Raymond Weeks, a World War II veteran, organized National Veterans Day, which included a parade and other festivities to honor all veterans. The event was held on November 11th, then designated as Armistice Day. Later, U.S. Representative Edward Reese of Kansas proposed a bill that would change Armistice Day to Veterans Day. In 1954, Congress passed the bill that President Eisenhower signed, proclaiming November 11th as Veterans Day. Raymond Weeks received the Presidential Citizens Medal from President Reagan in November 1982. Weeks' local parade and ceremonies are now an annual event celebrated nationwide. That's a brief history of Veterans Day, and we kind of talk about that history every year, so I don't, I don't want to go too deep into it. You can always go back to last year's Veterans Day episode if you want to know the complete history of Veterans Day. But I want to ask you guys, aside from the, the sweet, sweet discounts, and the and the, <laughs> the boneless chicken wings or boneless vegan wings. <laughs> They're motherfucking chicken nuggets. <laughs> what does Veterans Day mean to you? How 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 does it come across in your mind? And how how is that different from before you actually served to now post service? It's a camaraderie that nobody else will ever know or understand. It. Um, to, to walk in 
to boot camp, a nervous fucking wreck, scared, standing there with all the rest of these guys. Next thing you know, you're butt naked, cocked ass, and they're shoving you through these lines. You don't sleep for shit for a week. You know, two weeks into it, three weeks into it, you guys are shedding tears with each other. It creates bonds and, and, and like I said, a camaraderie that cannot be replaced by anything else in this world. And even after you leave, uh, the, the people you meet in boot camp, uh, you keep in touch with some of them. You move on to A school, which, you know, some of them we got to go on to with. But when you, you know, get out there into the fleet or get out there to your duty stations, wherever you're going, you know, you meet up with more people who've gone through the same things that you have. And obviously people who have been in longer and they've gone through more things. And it, it, it's, it's just a constant series of adventures and things that nobody else will ever be able to experience. I mean, I don't know how many people I know that I can sit there and talk to about having to sit in a gas chamber and take our gas masks off and sing anchors away until chief said that we got it all right before they even opened the fucking door. And goofy little things like that, you know, join the military. We're going to trauma bond the fuck out of you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a brotherhood and a sisterhood and it's a family beyond any blood, beyond any friendship. That, you know, I know that when each and every last one of us stands, you know, during the national anthem or something, and they always switch over, if you're watching it on a televised event or something, they switch over to that empty POW MIA chair or something like that. You know, we all get a tear in our eye because we all know people who've died, you know, whether it was you guys who were in combat or people I knew who died for other reasons while I was in or even died since I've gotten out. Their their friendships and their bonds that you will carry on till the day you die. Yeah. And you know, yeah, they're they're forged they're forged in a uh, it's more powerful than any forge you can imagine. Hey, uh I'm glad you mentioned the POW MIA tables. For people who have never been in like a VFW or American Legion canteen, they always leave a table up permanently for the POW MIA uh, guys. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the canteen. You could be having like a karaoke or a live band or a darts tournament and everyone's getting trashed and everyone's having a good time. But every time someone walks past that table, they always stop and just look at it. And I, I do it myself, but I also watch other people do it. They just stop and they look at it for a minute. And it doesn't matter when they served, what, what, uh, what was going on in the world at the time that they served. Everyone is impacted by that who served. And so that speaks to what you're saying, this larger sense of family that even guys who never met, I mean, the four of us never met outside of the church of Satan. We, we might've served at the same time, but we never um, came across each other like in Iraq or processed into the same duty station, went to, to basic or boot camp with each other. We didn't know each other from that, but we, instantly clicked the second we met each other because we all have that shared experience. So it really is a giant family. Raul, what about you? This is kind of piggybacking off of what Rick said. Yeah. Camaraderie. It's just, we're, um, a lot of veterans don't know they're veterans. That's what I've been learning. And shout out to my sister, uh, Julie, Julie Zapata. And she's also an army vet. She's an army Iraq vet. She's Navy. She was in the Navy for a while. My sister is one of my heroes. I'm sorry, sister. She's like either four eight or four nine, 
and uh she's like a she's like a little chihuahua <laughs> but um she shakes just, all the time she just, she just <laughs> she's like a little a little chihuahua in trauma she uh she was uh she's ex army navy iraq uh us customs i uh, i really look up to my sister and while she was in iraq i was in korea there was one time when I, I think I got back from Benin or Korea and I was in my class phase and she was in her BDUs and we took one picture of that. And I don't know, it's lost in the ether, but it's like knowing that, that we are in a, we're both combat veterans. So we're, we're within, we're in a club within another club. And I think we've all been on like cattle trucks where we go from one range to another. And yeah. That's a butt. Make your buddy smile. That's a butt. That's a butt. Shower drills basically really forms everything from like the camaraderie and like having a fucking shit sandwich for mine was 14 weeks at Fort Benning from whether it be Fort Benning, Fort Livernoon, Fort Leonard Wood, anything, Paris Island that we've all been kind of pushed to a point where it's like, man, this sucks so much that we're fucking doing pushups in a gas chamber <laughs> laughing at shit. <laughs> yeah, you know the training is good when you've reached that mental state that you and your buddies are just yep. laughing. No matter how hard the instructors are yelling at you to shut the fuck up, you just you're maniacally laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was it's definitely like, post gas chamber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're laughing your ass off with drool and snot running off your face, <laughs> tears going rolling in the grass. <laughs> yeah, with with uh, with Veterans Day, it's us day. It's almost like a second birthday. Yeah, it's almost like a second birthday. Like a second birthday. And we all like, know how graduated. important a birthday is in, in Satanism. So. Yeah, it's like it's like we're in that own little group. We know how to push ourselves. We're not going to we're not going to cry if we get a fucking flat tire. Like, listen <laughs> bitch, I've been blown up four fucking times. You can't touch that <laughs> <Right>. shit. <laughs> you know? And how about you, Dwayne? Like, what what is uh what does Veterans ahead. Day mean to you? There's so much going on here, I can't even put, formulate a thought. <laughs> I warned everyone listening before we started that his mind is addled on painkillers right now. <laughs> it is, it really is. Okay. <laughs> if I get going like this, you're going to get me dragging, and I'm going to be dragging for an hour. Um, I think I think everybody has said it, and I don't have much more I can Add to it. Well, that's fair, man. You guys, uh, you guys brought up some really good points, and and I, I kind of piggybacked on that to say that it's like a second birthday, and I want to continue that a little bit, play into that a little bit more, because not only is it individually the day, uh, a day of remembering a time where we transitioned from our childhood into our adulthood, or from our civilian into warrior status. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, November 11th, Veterans Day, is also the anniversary of the founding of the Infernal Legion. We are officially six years old today. So Happy birthday, I, guys. <laughs> I, I think it might have been a while since we told the story about how the Infernal Legion was formed. And since I have my brother Raul here, I think maybe we should take a little trip down memory lane. Let's go, bro. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Underworld Amusements. Since 2007, Underworld Amusements has been creating, producing, publishing, and distributing curious sundries and callous broadsides. From the Satanic Scriptures by Magus Peter H. Gilmore to Might is Right, the authoritative edition by Ragnar Redbeard, Underworld Amusements is your source for the most dangerous books ever written. 
Visit underworldamusements.com for more information. Uh, it was 2017, and it was, I want to say it was July. And I had just yes, moved, yeah, I had just moved to Ohio from Las Vegas, but I was flying back to Vegas to do a show with my band. And while I was there, a fellow Church of Satan member, uh, shout out to Patrick DeMarco, uh, was having his uh, anniversary party in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And he calls me up. It was like 10 p.m. He's like, oh, are you coming down here? And I had forgotten what day it was. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah. So <laughs> hop in the car, and I drive down to the anniversary party, and I meet Raul Atondo, who's already a few uh, tequila shots to the wind at this point. And so him and I are hanging out. There's some pictures online of this, but uh, we're, we're hanging out. We're having a few drinks. And finally, we decided, hey, let's let Patrick and his fiance properly celebrate their engagement. We're going to go get some Mexican food, ironically, <laughs> and get it yeah. together. And so it's that. like 3 a.m. on yeah, downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Raul and I stumble into a Roberto's. We get ourselves some burritos. Uh, we're walking up and down the streets, uh, doing shots and drinking. We go back to his hotel room and we're hanging out, having a final couple of drinks before I head back for the evening. And he says to me, I really wish that there was something we could do for veterans in the church, within the church of Satan, like something that's just for us, you know, something that celebrates who we are, maybe advertises what our people are doing, stuff like that. And I was like, you know, we're drunk, we're stupid, it's 3 a.m., 4 a.m. at this point. Uh, but I was like, man, that sounds like a really good idea. So we go our separate ways, didn't talk for, it was probably, what, like a month we didn't talk? Uh, just because we had other shit going on. And then out of the blue one day, I had an idea, and I called up Raul, and we had, what what was it, a four-hour phone conversation that day? So... The pieces of this fucking multiverse, we, it was, it was what, it's what Jeff is saying because I had an idea for a, uh, a satanic veteran podcast and, and I was like, Hey, Jeff, I have this idea. And then you said it, it's, it's kind of a conglomerate. And we came with the idea. Why don't we start a veteran service organization? We can do all this stuff in it, and it's it's just for our people, our aesthetic, our thing. So I looked into what I needed to do, filled out some paperwork, and on November 11th, 2017, the Infernal Legion was born. And here we are, six years later, still doing this shit. Yeah, you're still missing one huge thing there. You need to also <laughs> figure out what night that was, because that is probably one of the few times in history a great idea was conceived during a drunken <laughs> so, stupid. Well, we were drunk. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Hell, you know, you get you get a bunch of guys who got a certain skill set. Uh, you get them together, we could accomplish anything. So, you know. Yeah. And you got props, right. You got a yeoman right here, so you got everything you need. Props to uh, to uh, you guys that are with us, Rick and Dwayne, and also uh, you know our commo officer Jeff Ivins and and Wes Vanderpool living his best life off the grid out in Colorado. When I put out the call after it was started, we weren't really sure what to do. Like what what was the next step? We got the paperwork filled out. That's easy. So we have an organization. And of course, Adam Campbell, who you'll hear from later in the show, uh, volunteered to do the uh, the logo. logo. For the Infernal Legion. 
But when I put out the call after after it was a thing, it was like, all right, well, what do we do next? I put out the call once I had gathered some people into like a little Facebook group, and I said, hey, I need help. Who wants to help? And Rick and Dwayne and Jeff and Wes, no no questions asked right away. What can we do? And it was like almost overnight. I, it was less than a month after we founded the thing that these guys jumped on board, figured out what they were good at, what they could help with, and just went to town on it. So props to you guys, and thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks thank for you for putting your trust in us. Because, I mean, you're right. Before, uh, none of us had ever met. Yeah. At, at that, well, you and Raul had, but I, I don't think any of the rest of us had met before at that point. I mean, now I know yeah. I've met Dwayne and you. Personally, I haven't met Raul, but, uh, you know, you put a lot of faith into us as well. So, you know, it it was a great idea. No reason not to have jumped on board. Well, and, you know, I I often say this, too. Uh, I often say thank you publicly to uh, Megas Gilmore and, and Megan Adramia and uh, Magister Barton for always supporting us. But I can't express that enough. But people always say stupid shit like the church of satan doesn't do anything the church of satan does exactly what its members are willing to do they it's not going to require its members to do anything that they're not willing to do raul and i came up with a what i think is a pretty fantastic idea and i reached out to these guys and we formed this little tribe within our tribe and then i went straight to central to tell them what i was trying to do what the idea was and no hesitation whatsoever. They threw 100% full support behind us. Oh, so, yeah, because there was, there was some flack at the beginning about, you know, Satanists shouldn't volunteer themselves and they shouldn't be military. And Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember quite a bit of that in the beginning. Yeah, why, should go back, you, why should you as a Satanist care about me and care about my livelihood? A, a, true, a true Satanist would never volunteer themselves to go die for others and blah, blah, blah. And, Mm. Yeah, I remember all that fun stuff. But, yeah, Central <laughs> had us back 100%. Check out shows weeks one through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, really, yeah. it's up there. It's on Radio Free Satan. Go back to, it like, is. the very first or second. We sound terrible because we had not figured our shit out. We still kind of haven't. But, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, go back and listen to those episodes. That That thing comes up quite a bit. Why would a Satanist be in the military? And eventually – we we gathered enough voices to tell everyone that hey we all fucking did it so so eat a dick yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys I'm gonna take a quick break let some of our fellow legionnaires say their piece and of course put in some ads from good old Radio Free Satan who has also supported us from day one so shout out to Radio Free Satan and we'll be back in a little bit to talk about thanking us for our service. Stay tuned right here on the official Infernal Legion podcast. Why start your mornings early when you can sleep in late and wake up later to a freshly brewed cup of Radio Free Satan? Radio Free Satan is infernally roasted with a complex taste to suit your indulgence. It's sinful. That's why it tastes great. So pour yourself another helping of this podcast and others at RadioFreeSatan.com. Hello, everyone. This is Blanche Barton, and I just want to thank 
uh, all of our members out there uh, for their service. You know, we've always had uh, military people uh, in the organization going all the way back to the beginning to our founding members, uh, including uh, Mr. Olson, who was our first uh, satanic funeral. And his widow insisted that uh, he would want a satanic funeral. And we've always had Satanists in the military, uh, I think because of our strong sense of justice and service. And uh, I just appreciate so much that uh, Satanists apply the philosophy in that way. I think it's very appropriate. And I just appreciate, appreciate you being out there very, very much. And thank you. And hail Satan. Hello, everybody. This is Reverend Jimmy Psycho, veteran of the United States Army. I just wanted to take a moment to thank all veterans, past, present, and future, for your service and commitment to our country. It's always appreciated and never taken for granted. I wish you all well in the coming year. Many thanks, many hails, and ever forward. Eternal greetings. JLH here. We Satanists are a special breed of our species. We understand there is no life eternal. We live in the here and now. We believe in vital existence and only seek that which gives us earthly pleasure and reward. Satanic veterans are the elite amongst our kind. They understand that only vital existence will bring true joy, and they choose to serve others for a very carnal good. Our veterans did not join to serve an office or some weak religion. They joined to serve a cause, because freedom for all is better than oppression for all. The right to choose is better than living as a slave. Every man and woman who wishes to be exalted should have a right to fight. Hail the Church of Satan. Hail the United States of America. And hail the men and women who choose to fight for what they believe is right. Happy Veterans Day. Well, man, it is now official. The Shake Higgin Road Show, the finest in rockabilly, psychobilly, vintage country, swamp rock, surf rock, doo-wop, this potpourri of madness. The Shake Higgin Road Show, radio free, goddamn Satan, I'm Clint Mopesto, coming at you from the Double Cross Ranch. Booze in one hand, microphone on the other, swamp thing on the telly, and the good tunes in front of me here at the computer. The Shed Keg and Road Show, Radio Free Satan. Damn, you will excuse me, won't you? Well, thank you very much. Welcome to the Metro. Your host, Reverend Jeff Ivins, brings you a weekly time trip back to the 1980s with songs from the decade of decadence only on Radio Free Satan. Hail Satan. Hey, this is retired Sergeant First Class Dave Bradford, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to my brothers and sisters in arms and say thank you for the sacrifices that you made in your time of service. Hail yourselves, and hail Satan. On this Veterans Day, 
we here at Central honor those who have served in our nation's armed forces. You have our gratitude and admiration for all you've done to maintain the precious privilege of liberty. Your gifts to us merit our abiding recognition for preserving the freedoms we all enjoy as we pursue our vital existence. A horned salute to you who are legion. Hail to our veterans. Shamham Farash. Hail Satan. Welcome back to the official Infernal Legion podcast, and a special shout-out to all those Legionnaires who sent in some missions and wanted to say things to their fellow veterans. Always happy to have them. Once again, as I said before, our, our little extended break there, a very special thank you to Megas Gilmore and Magister Templi Rex Blanche Barton for always supporting and always being willing to give their submissions. I think you guys said it best. We are a giant family in the weirdest sense, the, the, the truly weirdest sense. A big part of Veterans Day, and every day it seems like, is people randomly thanking veterans for their service when they find out that they are veterans. And it happens in formal settings, obviously, but it also just happens randomly on the street. And earlier today, in fact, a Legionnaire brought up this uh, article in one of our private chats and wanted to know what people thought, and I thought that it would be an excellent topic for this show, considering what the day is. So this comes from the Military Times, but it's an op-ed piece by John Simpkins, and it's titled, Most Young Vets Think It's Time to Retire, Thank You for Your Service. Oh. Veterans Day is fast approaching. Obviously, this was written before Veterans Day. Veterans Day is fast approaching, and it, with it comes a gathering storm of American civilian thank you for your service platitudes, so relentless that they threaten the structural integrity of the very veteran eardrums receiving them. For many who have donned the uniform, the phrase elicits myriad awkward responses. Some vets simply have no reply chambered and instead offer nonsensical returns like, you too, thanks for your support, or the son of man did not come to be served but to serve before launching into a stomp the yard dance routine. This guy's actually a fun writer. I'm <laughs> enjoying his style. Yeah. I like it. And while authentic sentiment and genuine gratitude no doubt have merit, Thank you for your service has lost its appeal to many who served in America's 21st century wars. But precisely how much today's veterans shun the phrase has remained largely unquantified, at least until now. Thanks to a survey produced and sourced over September and October by USAA, Endeavor Analytics, and YouGov, there exists concrete evidence that veterans are indeed tired of the withering barrage of thanks. All told, half of the 1,639 veterans and military personnel surveyed said thank you for your service makes them feel downright uncomfortable or awkward. That number, however, climbs to nearly 70% when it comes to veterans between the ages of 18 and 29. Only veterans 65 and over responded that the phrase is favorably received. On the civilian side, meanwhile, one recent proposition to inject new life into the tired phrase was to the alter the language in a way that, well, quite frankly, would only exacerbate the cringe. Representative Jack Bergman, Republican from Michigan, filed a non-binding legislation last year aimed at replacing the phrase, thank you for your service, with, thank you for our freedom. Look all right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bergman, a retired Marine Reserve three-star general who oozes medically concerning amounts of motivation, 
said at the time that the resolution will help ensure those of us blessed to call America home understand the personal importance of our servicemen and women's sacrifice for our nation. Though Bergman's legislation had virtually no chance of becoming law, his particular example of unbridled, all-inclusive appreciation is one of many that have helped spawn the notorious Vet Bro, a mythical (laughs) Florida man of the military draped in tactical gear, Punisher stickers, and shirts replete, with eye-melting slogans and sleeves elongated during manufacturing just to accommodate colossal flag prints. Are there adequate alternatives to thank you for your service? Opportunities to connect beyond small talk, to educate, to honor those who embodied selfless service? Surely. Such one-on-one connections could even help close the perceived chasm between American troops and civilians. Better understanding between those who serve and those who take an oath to protect seems more needed now than ever before. After all, the USAA survey notes that more than a quarter of civilians polled indicated they had no clue why Veterans Day was even celebrated. Thank you for your survey. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So there's a lot to take in in that article. I know we've talked about it before on the show. Uh, Thank you for your service can be a very awkward thing to hear. But how do you guys really feel about it? Do you think people need to stop saying that? Is it just too much? Or is it still kind of feel nice to hear that? I, I don't hear it so much that it's annoying. It, you know, I haven't run into that, uh, you know, where I would it, it would get on my nerves. <laughs> I, get what, right. I get what they mean. I mean, it, it's a good gesture. As long as it's not one of the, the fake platitudes, it, you can just, you know that they're just saying it because the person in front of them just said it. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, when somebody genuinely means it and they shake your hand and, you know, they they thank you for your service and tell you, you know, about their grandfather or their son or somebody else, you know, that means something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I get that. Raul, what were you saying there? You you were elaborate on what you said. You get you get what they're saying. They don't know what to say, man. Like it's like all they know is like thank you for like we served, obviously. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you did. I mean, they thank you for what you did. Six words. And they're trying to summarize like I know what you did. But, sir, uh, I'm not trying to take up too much of your time. I'm not trying to take up 20 minutes. How do I fucking thank you for what you did? I don't know what you did. I just know that you're a veteran. So it gets truncated down to thank you for your service. Gotcha. It's just so much to say, like, thank you for your service. Um, At first I was like, oh, well, thank you for my service. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a. It's a tattoo that we adorn that only a few of us have adorned, whether it be a nine-year-old boy or a 50-year-old man that's never served or or a, a 25-year-old soccer mom. She doesn't know what to say, but she's really grateful. So all they're going to say is, thank you for your service. I get it. Now, I myself, I have more problems with coming up <clears throat> with a response for the person. Somebody, you're hearing it 5, 10, 20, whatever times a day. Thank you for your service. And what are you supposed to say back to them? Well, (laughs) happy to have been able to serve. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's what I have more of a problem with. 
than, than, than anything. And if that's the only problem I've got, it's not too big, not too big a fucking problem. That's a good point. And, you know, the article did, uh, he talked about how vets don't have like a ready made answer kind of chambered for that. But honestly, like, that's not the biggest problem in the world you could possibly have. (laughs) No. Um, It is a little awkward trying to figure out what to say because obviously, I think the go to that most vets go with is thank you for your support. Um, I've I've often toyed with the idea of saying you're welcome, but you kind of come across as a dick when you say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they it, are it, saying it thank you, and that's you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's definitely awkward, but I I also enjoy hearing it. However, I do yeah, think totally. that it may have gotten to the point where it's just a platitude. It's just a, a thing that people are are conditioned to say. It's not actually coming from a genuine place. And the end of the article kind of talked about that, where they said that the other thing that survey found is that the majority of people who were taking it don't even know why we celebrate Veterans Day in the first place. And that's another show in itself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The only compliment that ever stumps me is when they say thank you for your sacrifice, because, you know, I didn't serve overseas. I didn't make any major sacrifices. You know, I spent a few months away from home and family for school and, some TAD and shit, but I didn't make any major sacrifices that I feel like deserve that comment right. or compliment. So that one always stumps me. I f- yeah, I feel like the the sacrifice thing should really be reserved for the fallen. You know, I, yeah. I mean that, that's. A I, I would to- I would totally fear get the kind of the heebie-jeebies if someone said that to me. You know? uh, then I'd, I'd, I'd take so. I'd take that one in. I'd take that one in, and I would put it away, and I'd I'd put it in a little. <laughs> Scorebook for later and t- tally later. Right. So let's uh, right. let's let's real quick let's uh, let's attack the elephant in the room on that article. The retired marine who wanted to change the phrase officially to "thank you for our freedom." Yeah, fuck him. How fucking pretentious is that? <laughs> and, and we'll say fuck him and the horse he fucking rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, and in no way am I going to take away from any lives lost in any war we've had or anything. Our freedom in this country was won hundreds of years ago. We, we've stayed here as the peacekeepers and maintained it. And for the most part, we've, we've skated, you know, we, we've kept all, uh, attacks on our soil from foreign, uh, enemies away from this country. Yeah, there's been a couple. But for the most part, there's been no battles or anything fought here. That and we've gone over and kicked some ass. You know, it, it, we're we're. I mean, I hate to say it, 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 but it's true. I mean, we're we're the universal police. You know, we we actually try to spread freedom throughout the world because freedom is already here. Right, and there is an interesting, uh, th- and this could be the topic for a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> but you know, for anyone who who wonders about our role. In global politics, I, I cannot really – it's too big of a topic to say whether I'm broadly for or against such a thing. But there is a precedent in that, and that is Thomas Jefferson's empire of liberty concept. I've, I've often argued in the past that the United States was always meant to be an empire, and it comes from that doctrine that Thomas Jefferson put out where he wanted to spread the American ideal around the entire globe. Mm-hmm. Now – like I said, 
way too broad of a topic to get too deep into on a quick Veterans Day celebratory podcast. But it's worth, you know, if you're listening and that's something that, that you're interested in learning more about, just just look up Thomas Jefferson's Empire of Liberty and you can kind of see the foundation of why we have become the the world police. America, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie what? in forever. Holy shit. <laughs> While we're thanking people, I don't want to forget to thank our uh, friends over at Pornhub. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Our wonderful sponsors <laughs> at Pornhub. This show is brought to you by Pornhub. One of these days, they're going to sue us or give us money. One of the two. Pornhub, <laughs> <laughs> help Raul burn off his energy. <laughs> How dare you, Rick? How dare you that I resemble that remark? Hey, I'm single and I go to Pornhub, so I'm just giving you some advice. <laughs> You're a real piece of work, Rick. You're a real piece of work. All right, gents. Uh, I'm going to cut, and when we come back, we will close out the show with a very special message from Warlock Kohlmeyer to any veteran out there who may be experiencing a crisis. Stay tuned right here on the official Infernal Legion podcast. In 1966, Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan, marking the beginning of the Age of Fire and year one Anno Satanus. In 1969, he published The Satanic Bible, codifying Satanism as a religion, the first time it's been done in human history. In the name of Satan, ruler of the earth, king of hell, come forth from the pit, bestow the blessings of hell upon us, for we are your children, and we invoke thee this night. In 2001, I was appointed High Priest of the Church of Satan. In 2007, I published the Satanic Scriptures, further defining and expanding on Satanic philosophy and greater magic ritual. Hail Satan, full of might! Our allegiance is with thee! Cursed are they! The God adorers! And cursed are the worshippers of the Nazarene eunuch! For the past 50 years, the Church of Satan has stood as the sole organization to define and defend Satanism as a religion. And though pretenders to the infernal throne have come and gone, we have stood the test of time and will into the future. Visit churchofsatan.com for more information and read the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures. Knowledge is the solution for ignorance. Hail Satan! After so many years of addressing this holiday, I have to ask myself if I have anything else to say about it. Where does one even start? Do you quote someone else's speech? How about the details of the holiday's origin? How does any of that relate to Satanists or a Satanic Veterans organization? How am I, a veteran myself, supposed to address my brothers and sisters in arms or the wider audience of civilians? I believe to do so requires a bit of honesty, a bit of candor, and a whole lot of reality being thrown in your face. My name is Magister Campbell. I have the honor of producing The Tower for the Infernal Legion podcast, and while that segment is about military news, as a veteran and descendant of and father to a veteran, I believe I have something to say about this Veterans Day holiday. 
See, my legacy didn't begin with me, nor has it ended with me. I am one individual in a long line, and hopefully a long line to follow, of veterans who have served in the United States military. My son is actively serving in the U.S. Marines. I served in the U.S. Army. My father served in the U.S. Army in the Vietnam War. My grandfather served in the U.S. Army in World War II. My lineage goes back even further. This is not to say that I am in any way better than anyone else for my military lineage, as this is a common trait of many men and women in our country. It is something, however, that I am distinctly proud of. But it's not my lineage that makes my perspective any different. It's the fact that I'm the only Satanist in my lineage who has served. And how does that make me any different? Well, perhaps it doesn't. But I would like to believe that it gives me a distinct carnal perspective that my family lacked. I didn't serve to join in a patriotic exercise or to continue my family tradition of service. I joined selfishly so I could afford college. You'd be surprised by how few soldiers serve over some manufactured patriotic duty. Patriotism is propaganda, at least the kind you see in social media and on the news. We're often programmed in our youth by our families, communities, and countries to believe that we're distinctly different from any other mortal on this rock called Earth. That we somehow are special, while they're simply unlucky for having been born on another side of the line we draw around our country. As a Satanist, I know this is just brainwashing propaganda. Americans are not special. They're as worthless, fucked up, needy, and craven as any other mortal on this planet. Americans are just as entitled, weak, obsessed, and blind as any other brainwashed peoples, whether they live in North Korea, Russia, or Syria. What makes me special is that I recognize that. I can see the true inferiority of the American populace even if they can't. But relax, sit back, and listen. Because there is a class of Americans that are special. There are members of the American population that do the difficult tasks that the vast majority of Americans couldn't do. Even if they wanted to. You guessed it. I'm talking about veterans. But, Reverend Campbell, I hear you say, haven't you told me that there are veterans who are assholes and pieces of shit in the past? Yes. Yes, I have. And, yes, there are. But those pieces of shit are still better than the majority of all other Americans. Stop and think about it for just a moment. What other job is there where you prepare for war daily? Were you trained to defend your brother and sister in arms when your back is against the wall and everything you know about safety and protection has melted away? What other job accepts anyone willing and able than trains them into the most elite fighting force in the history of the known world? If you're a cook, you train for war and qualify with a rifle. If you sit behind a computer as an administrator, you train for war and qualify with your rifle. And then there are the tip of the spear soldiers who put themselves through torture just to be the very best of the best. Do you think any civilian who sits in a gym a couple times a week or sells you tires or stocks shelves at a local big box store is the same quality of American as a veteran? They don't even come close. And what's more, it doesn't matter that it didn't join to serve for the lie of patriotism, though, after service, many veterans, myself included, have found a deep sense of patriotism a form that doesn't exist in images of flags or memes or social posts. It doesn't matter that they didn't want to serve to protect you or your entitled brats. 
It only matters that they did the thing that you and so many Americans refused to do. Laughed at, jeered toward, and bitched about signing up for the draft over. They raised their hand to be something more. As a Satanist who truly believes might makes right, I know that veterans are better. Because I've worked with them. I've trained under them. I've been raised by them, and I have raised them myself. We stand at the forefront of citizenry because we are the only ones who have truly earned it. So, does being a Satanist make you a better veteran? No, I don't think so. But it does make you a more aware one. Aware of the realities of the human experience. About how you see the world and engage with it. It grants us a particular perspective and set of tools to manage and recognize the trauma that seemingly inevitably comes from service. No, being a Satanist doesn't make you a better veteran, but being a veteran does make you a better American. And being a Satanist does make you a better human. Another human in a long line of veterans passing that line down to the next. I believe it's important to stop once in a while, step out of that line, and look back and reflect on what got you here. On who got you here. Then look forward to those you have set up on their journey. Know that you did what you could to prepare them to be the best warriors that they could be. And be content with your place in the line of veterans. You did well. You did your best. So for this Veterans Day... I don't want to say thank you. That simply isn't a grand enough recognition of service. No, I think better than that, as a sign of true respect and gratitude for what you have done, I will simply say, Hail Satan. The United States Coast Guard!
Welcome back to the official Infernal Legion podcast. <clears throat> Gentlemen, it's been a blast celebrating Veterans Day with you guys, with my brothers in arms, celebrating six years of the Infernal Legion with many more years to come. Rick, I know that you said you had a special message you wanted to send out to some of our Legionnaires who may be experiencing a crisis right now. Why don't you go ahead and tell them what you had to say? Well, I definitely wanted to reach out to any of our veterans out there that might be struggling because I know that all of us have to deal with uh, hardships, whether they came back from across seas with us or whether they're just for day-to-day lives. Know that you're never alone out there, and if you ever do require help, you can pick up your phone and dial 988 and then press 1 and be put put in touch directly with somebody who will be there to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Obviously, if you have a true emergency, don't forget you can always dial 911, you know, but 988 and then press 1 from any phone can get you in touch with somebody to help you out with any crisis going on in your life. And then I also wanted to throw out there for any loved ones of veterans who see a veteran in crisis and they'd like to try and get help or they would like to figure out how to help the veteran in their home, they can call one 800 273-8255 and press 1. Again, that number is 800-273-8255 and press 1. I just want our veterans to know they're never alone. And as a veteran who has a mental disability and mental illness, don't ever be ashamed of it. You know, I let that label bother me for a while. It took a minute to get used to it. Don't be ashamed of it. We all have issues that we have to take care of. That's very true. And on today of all days, take this to heart, fellow veterans. Don't don't let your uh, don't let your let's say darker thoughts get you down on this of all days, gentlemen. Once again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for everything you do for this organization. Thank you guys for personally for being amazing men and good friends. And until next time. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.